Welcome, 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 welcome everybody to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business. Appreciate y'all taking the time out to listen to the podcast. As usual, this podcast is available on all platforms. So wherever you're getting your platforms or your podcast, I should say, Google, Stitcher, Apple, Spotify, uh, Anchor, it's available. So all you got to do is Google us and we're there. So that's S-P-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. You can also find us at the Gmail as well, as well as Twitter. And you can also find us at the dot com. So there goes all of our admin for the day. But man, uh, before we get on, you know, today is a very special day. It is the great uh, MLK Day. Um, so hopefully everyone's utilizing this day off. If you do have the day off to uh, to kind of take a time out and pause and reflect on the great things that Dr. King was able to do um, during the civil rights movement. So um, don't let a lot of these other folks, uh, you know, take one day out of 365 days and act like they are all for uh what Dr. King stood for. Um, I read a couple of weeks ago, I think it's the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantos. He tried to use a Dr. King quote to cut out critical race theory uh, education in the state of Florida. So you look into what a lot of these quote unquote interesting people um, are saying and also how they're utilizing Dr. King's uh, quotes and what he stood for. So um we've we've overcame a lot but we clearly have a lot to go forward with and we still got a lot of work to do so <clears throat> whatever it is that you're doing to to keep the hope alive and keep dr Doc, dr king's um dream going uh, make sure that none of these people try to hinder you in your path to greatness so um with that being said man we got a lot to talk about and man you know, uh, today's Monday and the show is being recorded before the um, Monday night wild card game, which is, I believe, the Rams and the Cardinals. I'm going to tell you all right now, there was, I believe, I believe there was about, uh, what is that? Five games. Hold on. One, two, uh, three, four, five, six. So there is six games. Uh, in the total of seven, including tonight, out of those six games, four of them were hot garbage. I mean, I'm talking about um, the game was over after the second, after the first half uh, from for for a majority of these games. This has to be probably the weakest wild card weekend I've ever seen in my life. Um, you take two games, and I'm gonna get in those two games real, real quick, or real, real quick. But as far as, as far as expanding the playoffs and letting an additional two teams into the playoff into the wild card weekend. Um, I get why they did it, but also at the same time, it's not looking good. Um, we're about to, you know, most nine times out of 10, if you think about it, the team that was in the sixth seed, when you do, when we went to the old format, when the top two teams got a buy, the bottom four, um, would duke it out in wildcard weekend. And usually sometimes even that, that last team to get into playoffs, there'd be a 500 team or a sub 500 team. So you take a game, a, a, a 17 game season and now you put it into and adding an additional two teams into the wild card. It's not a good recipe. And, and we kind of seen it uh, this weekend with the Steelers getting thrashed on. And I'm going to be honest with you. I think the Chargers would have been a better matchup against the Chiefs. Um, the Eagles had not. Honestly, I didn't even know the Eagles were in the playoff hunt until last week. I, I, that's how out of it I, I didn't think of the Eagles. I mean, they had some bad losses against the Raiders. Um, how they won nine games, Lord knows. But I didn't see that. I didn't even know they were in the playoffs until last week. 
um, the Patriots almost getting a 50 spot put up on them after, you know, there were talks that they could be going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, how that look? And then we got tonight where we have two flaky teams that nobody has zero confidence on between the Rams and the, and the Cardinals going in. And I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I don't know who wins. And I really, I mean, I guess the answer is yes. I, I don't care who wins. So uh, if somebody asked me, yeah, who you think going to win? The answer is yes. Um, I hope they play to a, I hope they play into a tie until next weekend. Um, you got Matthew Stafford, who's throwing, I believe, three pick sixes in a row. You got in a team that is in win now mode, but it seems like the biggest acquisition was supposed to be at the quarterback position has now become the biggest liability situation. You have Kyler Murray and him not having possibly the greatest wide receiver in the game and, and DeAndre Hopkins out. You got J.J. Watt thinking that he's going to be able to go on to this Ray Lewis run where he allegedly, well, I'm not going to say allegedly, he tore his ligaments in his shoulder and all of a sudden he thinks he's Wolverine and has this mass healing superpowers and he's able to come back tonight. So I don't know if he thinks he's Ray Lewis when Ray Lewis did it a few years ago on his way out, but okay. Um, but I, I don't care, honestly. I, neither one of these two teams, in my opinion, is going to be, be the outright front leading getter um, to, to challenge the Packers anyway. So whatever. Um, so that's my take on tonight's game. But as far as all the other games, man, they, they were bad. B-A-double-D bad. I mean, the Patriots, the game was over at halftime. I think it was like 33 to zip or something like that. Um, I know the, the Buccaneers pitched the shutout all the way up until the fourth quarter. Um, the Chiefs-Steelers game, that game was over at halftime. Um, and not to mention, it felt like the Chiefs were literally just playing, you know, as soon as soon as TJ Watt scored that touchdown, they were like, all right, we, we, we done playing with these boys. Let's go ahead and take them out of the game. So um, they were just bad games. Um, but the two good games, we're going to talk. We're going to take a deep dive in that. And then we're going to talk when we'll just go straight into it. And that's the, the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers. I told you all last week on this podcast. Don't nobody want to smoke with the Niners. Nobody wants that smoke with the 49ers and the Cowboys. That was the least. That was the worst possible matchup they could have gotten out of all the other teams they could have faced, um, maybe outside of the Buccaneers, um, that they had to play um, in wildcard weekend. And the reason why is because you got one player, man, Debo Samuel. Like He's probably my newest favorite player in the, in, in the NFL. This dude is a Swiss Army knife. I mean, he, run, he runs crisp routes, and now he's out here running out of the backfield. And I'm not talking about just on some jet sweeps or halfback tosses. Like This dude is running up the two-hole, four-hole, six-hole. One, three, five holes and up the zero hole. Like he's he's a legitimate running back. This dude is a Swiss Army knife and he's throwing touchdown passes. So um, Debo Samuel, it, it just the, the defense for the, the Dallas Cowboys, who the defense between this year and last year, Dan Campbell had them boys balling like they were a pretty good team. They were a pretty good defensive defensive team, um, you know. But, uh, you know, I told you all and I also told you all a couple times this year that Mike McCarthy is going to be the reason why. They don't get far in the playoffs. And here I go again. Um, and I know that uh, Kellen Moore, I believe, is the offense coordinator, is the one that calls the offensive plays for the Cowboys. But, yeah, bruh, you, it, it all falls back on the head coach. He's had too many coaching miscues all season long. And let yesterday calling the quarterback draw with, I believe, 13 seconds left and then not being able to, cl to clock the ball and the time runs out, that falls on the coach, man. Like... You know, whether between Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy, there should have been a discussion that if you are going to choose that play, don't don't try to get as much as you can. At least just get the first down, clock the ball, and then you have at least maybe at a minimum, at a minimum, you got one play left to utilize. And and 
They, they didn't happen. And that's 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 on coaching. Now, does Dak Prescott get a pass on this? Nah, man. Dak Prescott played like trash um, per usual in big games. But, um, yo, this whole notion, and I told you all, you know, I, I looked at my social media yesterday and it was just blowing up on, you know, just the, just the shade going towards the Dallas Cowboys. And I told you I'm not the biggest uh, Dallas Cowboy hater. Um, I, I don't see why. I have to put, you know, so much people put in energy into a team that one hasn't even been to the conference championship game. in I believe in 25 years or something like that has been like a something like this, something to that realm. And two hasn't won at all since 1996. Let me tell you all what I was doing, what was going on in 1996. One, I was nine years old, not trying to age myself, but I was nine years old when the Dallas Cowboys last won a Super Bowl Two, Michael Jackson, Pac, Biggie. And Prince were all alive. Okay, just just want to let you know what that, that that's what was going on in 1996. Um, is when the last time the Dallas Cowboys won the, the Super Bowl. Bill Clinton had just got reelected for the second term in offense. Okay, um, there was the you know there was uh, uh, I believe General Motors had just came out with one of their first ever electric cars as well as in 1996. So. Yeah, why, why, why am I paying attention to a team that hasn't been to not only just the, the, the promised land, but hasn't really done nothing in theoretically in the last 25, 26 years? Um, they, they're starting to remind me of the Chicago Cubs in baseball. I believe it was 71 years between Chicago the, the Chicago Cubs that even made an appearance in the World Series um, between, I believe, what was that? If my mind's not mistaken... They had the longest drought in in baseball as far as making a World Series appearance. So, with that being said, why 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 am I gonna sit here and put so much energy towards the Cowboys? Like, I, you know, they lost. They played a good game. Um, they, they 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 had a chance of winning the game because I actually had a segment lined up where I thought Jimmy Jean with uh, OnlyFans Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo was gonna cost the Niners the game. Um, there was a huge critical third down possession that a play that they had where he clearly missed a, a wide open Brandon Ayuk where Brandon Ayuk will still will still probably be running till this day. Um, had he hit that ball, which almost reminded me the same ball that he overthrew Emmanuel Sanders in the Super Bowl two years ago that would have sealed that game shut. Almost. I almost had that lined up, but it didn't happy happen. Luckily, um, the Niners defense without uh, Nick Bosa as well as Fred Warner being out towards the end of the game. They 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 figured it out. They held their ground and they were able to come up with a crucial, crucial, crucial stop at the end. So um, shout out to the Niners. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I know the Packers won earlier this season against the Niners uh, and, and things are a lot different this season uh, going towards playoffs. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Niners win. I, I really wouldn't, ladies and gentlemen. Um, do I think the Packers are going to win? Yes. Do I think they're going to blow the Niners out? No, I don't see that happening. I think um, it'll be a very, very close, hard-fought game. But, ladies and gentlemen, don't be surprised if the, the 49ers, they win this game. Uh, don't be surprised. Don't I, I don't I don't consider this 49er team a Cinderella team whatsoever. I think this team is the real deal. They have a good, a solid defense. They have a great run game with Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel. They got a nice little uh, a passing game with a great George Kittle. Uh, you got Brandon Ayuk. You got Debo Samuel. Um, you got a lot of different weapons that they can use as long as they don't fall behind and as long as Jimmy G can play above average. I'm not saying that he needs to play uh, 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 stellar, stellar football, but uh, he needs to play uh, above average. Now, with that being said, 
now it's time to shift on over to the other game that was only within one game. And breaking news, uh, the Raiders have just now fired uh, Mike Mayock, the general manager, after three seasons. Um, how I feel about that real quick. I think it needed to happen, um, especially if the, the Raiders plan on with the whole turmoil of what's gone on literally the last three seasons. Um, I'm, I'm OK with Mike Mayock being being let go. Um, you kind of got to start with a whole new regime if you want to keep Rich Passaccia, which I'm a firm believer on. I think he, I think he's done enough to keep his to, to get remove the interim uh, tag. But it's, I guess it's all going to fall on the hands of the new GM that Mark Davis decides to bring in. Um, with that being said, the Raiders lost a hard fought game against the Cincinnati Bengals. Bruh, that that game was tough. That was a tough game to stomach. That's a tough game to to, to face an L. But at the end of the day, um, that's a game that I can live and, and say that them boys played their hearts out. Um, could you say the uh, the Raiders got hosed a little bit to a certain extent with the the inadvertent whistle that should have been a dead ball and they should have replayed the down again? But who's to say they were already deep in the red zone that they probably could have scored? <clears throat> they, meaning the Bengals, could have scored again anyways. <clears throat> Excuse me. So there's always that. Um, but yes, maybe it did cost them a touchdown because they only lost by a touchdown. So, um, you know, it, it can go either way. Um, with that being said, um, the Raiders, let's keep it a buck, y'all. They had no business being in the playoffs this season. Uh, this season. Uh, they also had no business winning 10 games after they fired John Gruden. Um, the fact that they went, I believe they started off the season three and two, lost like five out of their seven and ended up winning, I believe, their last four games. Um, is is a is a tutelage to Rich Bisacci and his coaching staff. Um, you know, I've gotten so many people that said, "Well, you you know, the Raiders need to move on from Derek Carr." I get it. I, I hear you. I, I I'm listening to you. But my question and counter would be, what are you going to get that's better than Derek Carr on the open market right now? I'll wait. I can't wait. This is a 30 minute show, y'all. So I'm not going to give you all that time. I'm going to tell y'all right now. You're not going to get nothing better than Derek Carr right now. This delusional thing that Deshaun Watson would come to the Raiders. Nah, bro. Even if he does come to the Raiders and let's just say his off the field legal issues do end up haunting him, he's going to be missing games. So that sets the Raiders back. Um, if you want to talk about Russell Wilson possibly coming, I'll entertain that. But I don't I don't know if that's going to happen. And now with the Raiders being in the win now, you're going to need help. Um, you, the, you're going to need and you're going to have to get receivers. The, Ra the Raiders are also going to have to get a cornerback. Uh, being the fact that they lost Damon Arnett because he wanted to, I don't know if he took a book out of Gilbert Arenas' book, but he was out here posting guns with social media, so they don't have that. Um, literally every draft pick, if you take outside of uh, Hunter Renfro, uh, Max Crosby, uh, and even John, Jonathan Abram to a certain extent, but even then, he's, he's a huge liability. You take a lot of these draft picks between John Gruden and Mike Mayock, uh, they, 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 it was time for them to go. Get rid of the regime. I think Rich Basaccia, he deserve, he's done enough. If he don't get a job with the Raiders, if he don't get to keep his head coaching job with the Raiders, he's going to get interviewed somewhere else. I mean, this guy should get, uh, he should be in the running for coach of the year. Um, but we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, it, it's going to be some changes, and I think Mark Davis is going to leave it to uh, whoever the new GM is going to be. But the Raiders have nothing to be ashamed of. Like I said, they played three seasons in one season, and they still were able to win 10 games. Um and, and, and they got something to work off of. But as far as getting Derek Carr um, up out of, out of Vegas, I don't see who you're going to get that's who you're going to replace that's better. Somebody said, bring, why don't you start Marcus Mariota? Do y'all realize that Marcus Mariota was on IR during the preseason because of a, either a calf or a hamstring? 
He the first one of the first plays in week one against Baltimore, he rips off the team's longest run for 35 yards, blows out his hamstring, is on IR for pretty much the entire year, and doesn't come back until I believe the game against Philadelphia. So you really want to take a Marcus Mariota who's a hamstring away of being on IR and putting him as the starting quarterback? I I don't see that happening. Um, so, you know, I, I get it. I hear y'all want to move on with Derek Carr, but you got to give me something where you could say he's the, this, the guy who's going to replace Derek Carr will take you to the promised land. And it ain't that many quarterbacks, especially in a week draft this year where there isn't that many good quarterbacks coming out of college as it is. So, um, you know, this is a frustrating season for the Raiders or it's a, it's a re- very rewarding season for the Raiders. They have nothing to be ashamed of. They can hang their heads up high come into OTAs and want and they think a lot of the team has gotten that playoff taste now they know what they need to do um you know the Chargers are going to be eh, I always feel like that's just the franchise that is just riddled with bad luck uh they always find ways to lose a game the Denver Broncos I don't see them getting a quarterback anytime soon that's going to take them over the top so you're really just competing with the Chiefs at the point at this point for the division that's doable I think that's a very that's not a hard ask um it's not a hard ask for them to be able to beat at least split one of the games with the Chiefs. And I know they got blown out in both of those games, but I think it's not a hard hard reach for them to be able to have aspirations of getting a divisional title next year. So um, we'll see, but um, I- I'm very, very proud of the Raiders. I'm very, very happy to say that I'm a Raider fan this year, and they have nothing to be ashamed of. So um, there's that. Uh, and that's that's really about it for the wild card weekend. Um, we'll see how the divisional round looks like. I hope it gets a little bit better. You got the Kansas City Chiefs against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, that should be a banger. Like I said, the Niners and the Packers, that's going to be really, really good. It looks like the Rams will be playing against the, or will, will really will be playing against the, Cow, uh, no, I'm sorry, the 49ers. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how that turns out. So um, yeah, lot, lots of good stuff happening. Lots of good things in the works. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, with that being said, man, um, I saw an article this morning that I wanted to bring to you. Well, it was brought to my attention. Um, and it was a quote from Stan Van Gundy. Stan Van Gundy, a former coach, uh, you know, well-respected name in the NBA. And he brought up a good point. And I didn't know that it was, I don't know. Um, I didn't realize, I, didn't, I haven't looked at it hard enough. And he, he, he quoted in saying that All-Star, if, if the All-Star games are for the fans, um, it's for the fans, but they got Clay Thompson ahead of Devin Booker. Um, I believe Carl Anthony or Car- Carmelo Anthony is, a, is ahead of Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert. They got number 11 of the Brooklyn Nets and Derrick Rose ahead of Fred Van, Fred Van Fleet of Toronto Raptors, as well as Darius Garland out of the Cleveland Cavaliers, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, so he was basically alluding to the, the fans of the NBA voting their favorite players in, and I didn't really pay attention to it yet um and, and and i'm looking at the second fan return so right now the western conference you only get three front court and i got they got lebron james who's leading the way with 4.3 million they got N- nikola jokic with three point with three million they got andrew wiggins so that would be your top that, those would be your starters um then you got steph curry and john morant in your back backcourt and then for the front court for the eastern conference they got durant Giannis, and joel Embiid. okay and then for the guards, we got DeMar DeRozan and Trey Young. Um, so he's saying that number 11 of the Brooklyn Nets, who has half a million votes, but's only played in, I believe, three games this season. They got Clay Thompson, who has almost 750,000 votes ahead of Devin Booker, 
who is Lee, he's beating it by literally 100,000 votes. Um, let me see. Carmelo Anthony has 800,000 votes over Carl Anthony Towns. And so here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I, and I, and I'm looking at this and I'm, and I'm analyzing it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk this through as I'm looking at it. Um, he's right. The fan it's gotten to the point where this is literally a popularity count contest. And, 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 and I get that. Um, but to the league definitely does need to step in. Like, why is Clay Thompson's name even able to be on the ballot? And I get that you can vote your your favorite player in by typing, you know, putting in their name. I don't know how the voting goes. I remember you used to be able to go to a stadium and 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 put your votes in that way and go on NBA.com. I'm pretty sure I'm showing my age right now, but I'm pretty sure to that realm you could still do it to that to that to that degree. Um, but at the same time, why are you? I'm pretty sure. 750,000 people didn't just write in Clay Thompson's name. Um, so that's one. Two, he's absolutely right. There, there should be no reason why um, Carmelo Anthony's name is ahead of Carl Anthony Towns. But here's the thing. He, he brings up Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert is probably the most hated player outside of Draymond Green in the NBA. This dude has won, I believe, two or three defensive player of the years. But, and this is why I said it on social media a few days ago, that I got more faith in the Memphis Grizzlies than I do against the Utah Jazz. They, they, they ain't, they ain't proved nothing. They, 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 and when they do, we, we want to give them the crown. We want to say that, oh, this is the year, this is the year, this is the year that they're going to turn it around. This is the year that they're going to do big things. And then they get bounced down in the second round. So a lot of this has to do with just what your projection is and who you are as a player. Rudy Gobert is a great player that plays deep he's a great defensive player but even on his defensive side his defensive skills are actually flawed because if he's that good of a defensive player he should be able to guard on the perimeter he's a guy that just cleans up behind uh mike conley jr and donovan mitchell which if a defender is a or if a, if a off, offensive player is able to go past those two guys then he's there back there to clean things up he's not a he's a he's a he's a rim protector um he's he's okay he's a he's a decent player but um fans don't you know fans ain't feeling him um, Carmelo Anthony, he had a, he has a feel good story. Uh, um, but again, why is his name allowed to be, be able to be typed in, I guess, or allowed even on the ballot. Um, so the league does need to do something. And I know that a lot of these players, um, a lot of the, their, their contracts are stipulated on, on bonuses. So, you know, if Clay needs a bonus, he needs to make the all-star team. I know D book is on there. Um, I'm pretty sure even number 11 of the Brooklyn Nets and even maybe Derrick Rose to a certain extent. A lot of these guys, if they got if they make those all-star teams, they get a bonus, a, 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 a contract bonus. So I, I get that part. But I think the league does need to step in and possibly say 50 percent of the vote is going to count towards um, the actual uh, uh, rosters of the stuff, because I know. The fans vote the starters and the first 10 in, and I believe it's the coaches, players, and GM that votes the last 24 players in it. Yeah, I think it's 12. Yeah, so it's, yeah, they, they vote the second, the second return. So the bench warmers, and then if anything happens, barring any injuries, the commissioner gets to pick the replacement. So um, yeah, Stan Van Gundy's right. The fans definitely need to do better, but at the same time, the system is flawed. It's always been like this. I believe one year uh, when Allen Iverson was playing for the Detroit Pistons, he got voted in. He wasn't even throwing up all-star numbers, and he was a starter. Um, so, so this is oh, this isn't something new. Um, but this is this is. I mean, if I'm looking at the starting five right now, I'm okay with it. I don't have any issues with it. Um, it's maybe the third, the third front court player in the West. 
Um, but even then, Andrew Wiggins is having a great year, and I'm not saying that because I'm a homer and I'm a diehard Golden State Warrior fan, but he's had a decent year compared to Paul George. I'd probably start him. I, speaking of, when is the last time Paul George has played? I, I can't even tell you when the last time a game that Paul George has played. So there's that. Draymond Green, he's he's hurt. He's going to be gone for another two weeks. Carmelo, eh. I mean, he ain't no all-star. The, the Lakers ain't even five, a 500 team right now. They've lost four in a row. Um, Carl Anthony Towns, I believe, has his team in the eighth spot. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Rudy Gobert, don't nobody like you, bruh. Don't nobody like you, dog. So you just going to have to live with that. You better be hoping that the coaches vote you in because the fans aren't going to vote you in, bro. They're going to go off of your track record. Um, but, you know, if Stan Van Gundy was talking about something more relative to starters, okay, I, I can... I can level with you, but at the same token, like the guys that he just named, these boys ain't starting. I'm sorry, I'm not putting Devin Booker over Steph Curry or John Moran. Um, hell, even over Luka Doncic. Um, I'm not putting Fred Van Fleet over DeMar DeRozan or Trey Young. Them boys are having great years. Same thing with Garland. Um, them boys are having great years. So I'm not. He's he's reaching a little bit, but I hear where Stan Van Gundy's coming from. But he might be reaching. If he was talking about some starters. I feel you. I, I'd be rocking with you all the way. But the NBA, but as far as the NBA having to do something a little bit better for this, for the, for the sake of this, then yeah, I, I think the system they need to change it a little bit, um, because you know, you know, fans are gonna vote for their favorite player. If somebody was able to be still be able to write Michael Jordan's name in, they'd probably be writing Michael Jordan's name in there. So yeah, so there's that. So. Anyways, um, I thought that I'd share that with y'all because I thought that was very, very interesting. And yeah, he's right to a certain extent. But at the same time, like, bro, you talking about cats that ain't even close to even sniffing the starting, uh, the starting, uh, starting 10. So, I mean, I hear you, but there does need to be changes in the all-star voting. I'm a thousand percent with him on that. But yeah, anyways, man, I hope y'all been enjoying the Sports Business Podcast. It's available on all platforms. Like I said, if you can tell somebody, tell somebody, tell another person, tell three people. Uh, make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. Before we dip set up out of here, we definitely got to talk about the dummy of the day. Um, this is very, very interesting. And I posted this on Instagram. If y'all ain't following me on Instagram and Money Compton, y'all might want to do so. Um... This podcast is usually around the realms of basketball, football, baseball. Um, we double dabble in a little other things, MMA, boxing, wrestling, uh, for those who think wrestling's a sport, hockey. Um, but this one was, was very, very, very interesting to me. And I, it hasn't gotten the national traction because it's a sport that's an individual sport and nobody really pays attention to us, at least us Americans. But um I, I read this article and it's been surfacing around the last week, but uh, Novak Djokovic, um, yeah, my guy, who the hell you think you are, bro? And, and I know you're the number one tennis player, um, and I know that the next Grand Slam you win, I believe, will break the record for the most Grand Slam titles for a male tennis player. I get all that, bro. I get that you are considered one of the greatest. I get that you may even be considered yourself the GOAT. I hear you, bro. But um, this ain't America, B. And and a lot of these other countries are taking this COVID-19 stuff a little bit more serious than we are here in America. I hate to say it, ladies and gentlemen. However y'all feel fit, if y'all think that the other countries are doing too much, that's all good. But them boys are taking it serious and they not playing around. Novak Djokovic goes to the Australian. He, the Australian Open started, I believe, last yesterday or the day before. 
my man strolls up in there thinking that he can he's he's he, he refused to get the vaccine he's he's given his reason and then like i said if he doesn't want to get the vaccine that's cool um that that's your own personal choice and nobody's bashing you for for not wanting to get the vaccine if you're anti-vax that's cool here's my problem if you're gonna be anti-vax you need to suffer you need to be prepared to suffer all of the con- all of the consequences that are in line with not getting the vaccine so buddy thought he could just stroll up in there because he's the defending champion of the australian open tell him that he has a religious exempt and that he was just gonna be able to stroll up in there and play the australian governor said not so fast my man we not letting you in so now he's detained like he's detained i don't know where he's detained at but they're not letting him in the country of australia oh okay he goes through an appeal process and the appeal process is drops can't come in i think he does it one more time um and then at this point it has something to do with a visa issue and they said that whatever the last case was it was like you know what brad you, you can't play now it's gotten to the part where the french open which was and it's not too long from now the french open um is now telling him that more than likely he may not be able to play there too because he chooses not to get the vaccine and like i said that's cool if that's what you choose that's what you want to do and you choose not wanting to get the vaccine like i said okay that's understandable um but it'd be, be prepared to to suffer the consequences that come with it so um no get back Djokovic is you know he's he hasn't he hasn't been giving a lot of pushback but also at the same time he's definitely tried to finagle the system and i'll tell y'all this if this was Serena Williams or Naomi Osaka who tried to pull one of these fast moves, this would be front page A block news right here about how they are not coping and not being uh, who, you know, not being a team player and them just wanting to do what they want to do. Kind of falls back into this double standard world that we live in. Um, so Novak Djokovic, as far as I'm concerned, if you don't want to get the vaccine, that's cool. Just be prepared to say, face the consequences that are coming. And at this point, I think it would behoove you to just kind of take a step aside, lay low. Maybe you might just have to sit this one out all 2020, 20, I'm sorry, all 2022. And, and, and you just got to miss all the oh, um, the four majors. You might be able to play in the U.S. Open, um, but that's in New York. And we've seen how New, the city of New York is. So you may not even be able to play then, but you might just need to rock it out and just chill until the fall of this year and play the U.S. Open because... I don't see these other these other countries playing around. I'm telling you right now, these other countries ain't playing. But for you to think that you're above the law, yeah, man, I'm gonna have to give you the dummy of the day because, hey, man, if you don't want to get the vax, that's cool. Just sit out. You 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 you're good, man. You're good. It's okay. So um, that's my dummy of the day. I hope everybody's enjoyed this podcast. Like I said, this podcast is available on all platforms. Like I said, Google, Stitcher, Anchor, Spotify, Apple. Shout out to Apple for rocking with me since day one. Shout out to all these people that house this show um, since day one. Shout out to all my listeners that's been rocking with me uh, since day one. So I hope everyone's been able to appreciate the show, enjoyed the show. And we will talk about divisional rounds because those games will determine who goes into the final four. Um, So yeah, other than that, y'all be safe and take care of one another. We out.